All right, we're live, man. GYGB War Report show. Brief, brief hiatus. I feel like the the Spence Garcia fight kind of not deflated, but it, it kind of uh, eased the the schedule a bit. As far as just, I guess, the the bigger notable fights. Still, boxing is still uh, continuing on. I'm your co-host Roberto Flag. I believe Ro Diggity is going to be joining us in a minute, but. Yeah, man, we uh, the schedule's starting to pick up again, and you know th this weekend kind of went under the radar as it relates to just the fights that are, <laughs> are going to be taking place this weekend. Uh, one notable, uh, full undisputed middleweight title fight we'll talk about, um, you know, briefly. Uh, there's fights on Fox Sports One, the Zone, <laughs> again, like networks, streaming apps. Every, I feel like. We're getting boxing every weekend outside of maybe one weekend out of the month. But even at that, like you might get a DAZN four o'clock fight in the UK or what have you. But there's a lot of boxing going on. But, I, you know, the big I mean, I was call it a big fight. But the big name this weekend is that obviously of Vasily Lomachenko defending his WBA lightweight title against Anthony Corolla. So. You know, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, I, I believe ROD is going to join us, but yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, <laughs> and I, I made a video about this on our Facebook page, which uh, if you haven't already, uh, Facebook.com/slash/gygboxing. Um, look, there was an article that came out today. I I, I believe it was maybe boxing scene, and they were asking Canelo, you know, whose fight with Danny Jacobs is literally less than a month away at this point, man. I mean, th this creeped up. Uh, and you know they add the question came up as it relates to um his future you know as it relates to triple g you know because look it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you know triple g signing with the zone does come with a third triple or a third canelo triple g fight at some point now many of us were believing that you know this should happen in the fall like what are you waiting for but according to Canelo Alvarez, he is saying that he doesn't want to fight uh, Triple G without him getting a belt. Now, like, here's the thing with the zone, I, I guess, which it favors both of them. All the all the middleweights that matter in the sense of title holders, top fives, things as such, they're predominantly on the zone. So the only other fighter that has a belt that Canelo Alvarez currently doesn't have is Demetrius Andre. Now, we're getting word that Triple G, I think he's fighting Hassan and Dom. Have they made it official? What date? You know, what's the date? We're already in April, and if the fight's happening in June, we got to hear something. Uh, and it's not going to be a big extravaganza or anything like that, but it'll be Triple G's first fight on the zone. I, I never expected it to be a big hurrah type of situation, but the idea was that they would just go into September. Because, again, we're coming off of Canelo Alvarez fighting Rocky Fielding. Now he's fighting Danny Jacobs in a fight that I have to say is not going to be a huge commercial bang, man. I mean, it's just not because I, I think it'll sell tickets. Don't get me wrong. But this is going to be the first outing with Canelo fighting a top tier guy on a streaming app. That they've just raised to twenty dollars a month, not for the the subscribers now. You know, if you guys subscribe back then, you'll have it for, uh, I believe, you'll have it for ten bucks until next March. But if you're somebody who hasn't, uh, you know, sub to 
the zone yet, it's going to be, you know, the free trial and then the 20 bucks a month as opposed to the 10 that some, you know, us that subscribe to it in the, you know, in the beginning are paying. So that's still a bit of the shaky ground as, as it concerns are, are, is the zone going to get a lot of subscribers now or, or, or what has been the subscription rate since Canelo signed and, and, and this Danny Jacobs fight and, you know, like, is it generating enough buzz for people to join the app because for some of you that don't know this fight is being shown in the theaters this fight is being shown at local bars so it's not like there's no way people are going to watch it but i just don't think it's really being highly publicized so then you start to ask yourself is the zone going to put their foot down and say listen belt or not like we want this triple g fight sooner than later because the thing i worry about is while we've seen two fights already and they were both you know highly contested fights though you know a lot of us believe the you know the first one you know was you know is what it is <laughs> um i i, I you know you kind of start to worry is this going to be like a, a situation where we run into spoiled milk or you know the expiration date goes out because look if if this does go through as it relates to canelo and triple g not fighting in the sense that Canelo beats Danny Jacobs, no disrespect to Danny Jacobs, but in the case that both of them win their fights, is it realistic that they fight in September and even leaning into next May, Triple G will be 38 years old by then. So you start to think, man, is the wear and tear going to kick in? Like, truthfully, um, he should have two fights in between, meaning whoever he's going to fight, you know, Hassan and Dom, and then the most logical fight would be, be him and Demetrius Andre, right? If it's a situation to fully unify the middleweight division. So then we're waiting till next May, you know? And it's like, can we really wait that long? Or should we really wait that long for a fight that we've already seen twice? I don't know, man. I don't know what the MO is going to be. I guess we have to, I mean, number one, let's see what happens May 4th. Um, I'm of the belief that Danny Jacobs needs a knockout to beat Canelo Alvarez. I'll just leave it at that until we get to the predictions. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll have to wait and see, man. I mean, I think Canelo Alvarez, uh, while he's being given a lot of money to fight on this app, I can't think that the zone didn't go along with this deal without having some assurance that they were going to get the fights to get the subscribers in. And this Danny Jacobs fight, it's like the boxing fans want to see it. I just don't think it's going to be a commercial it uh you know as it concerns you know that fight but we got my man ro diggity in the building what is goody you what's up yeah man so uh you know we were just i don't know if you caught the article um as it related you know i was just talking about you know canelo's talking about you know he doesn't want to fight triple g without him getting i guess the last belt which is owned by demetrius andre but then you start to think does that fight start to get the expiration date um or you know does the milk go bad you know next may when triple g's like already 38 years old <laughs> like well i mean what's your take on that well it's funny man i mean <clears throat> usually like i said before when you get trilogies it kind of like let's think about the trilogies we had trilogies were um guardian war okay Roy Jones and Tarver. Okay, that shit that didn't even deserve a trilogy because if you think about it, like Tarver was just a bad matchup for him from the beginning. Um, 
you know, how many times did Muhammad Ali fight Joe Frazier throwing in Manila? Three times? Yeah. Yeah. So those fights kind of needed us, needed an answer. What is this Triple G fight going to tell us after, after, you know, after this whole thing, what is this Triple G fight going to tell us? Like, by him fighting them. Yes, it's a moneymaker. It's good for the Triple G fans, you know, because those guys need some closure to what they felt like was a robbery where most people say, hey, listen, you know what? This guy beat him. And arguably, you know, I guess the first time it was a draw and we could all say, you know what? Triple G probably won the first fight, but it was a draw. I just don't see what a third fight tells us. And I think Andrade has been waiting for a while. I think someone needs to fight him. I mean, do I think it's Hollywood that Cano is saying he needs to get a different belt? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm just saying, I think that's Hollywood and Cano part. But then again, from a fan perspective, because we do speak for the fans, I just don't see what we need to discover or learn by having a third fight. There's nothing good that's going to come out of that. Like, honestly, if you think about it, I mean, we don't know who's going to win. But if we had to be betting men, I would sit here and tell you that, like you said, one year older, two years closer to 40, body starts acting differently, mm -hmm. Canelo's just getting better. This fight is not going to be good. Like, you, Roberto, I have a text. I'm, I'm trying to see it. It's on the thread where you actually said, you picked Triple G, and you actually said, fight. yeah, in the second fight, yeah, and yeah. you actually said on that, on that thread, I'll never forget, and I was shocked that you said it. It was around like the 10th round. You said, yo, it looks like Canelo may stop him. Literally, you said that. Do you remember you saying yeah. that? Yeah, because it looked, it, looked like, it looked like it was, you know. He was what, right, so what's going to happen a year later, he's slowing down, and Canelo's just getting better. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of the thing, man. I mean, I, I, I was making the argument in the sense where for, for the sake of like the zone, right, you know, they both have these guys now. And if you're going, if you're going from the Danny Jacobs fight and, and let's, and again, man, like to give Danny Jacobs the respect, let's see what happens in that fight. I mean, again, this is boxing, but be it both of these guys have their fights. Uh, you, you start to ask yourself, they're on this app that, you know, you don't have a lot of people I know don't have kind of shaky on how many subscribers there are. So, you know, do you think there's going to be pressure maybe on the people that run the zone and say, hey, listen, man, we're giving you like X amount of dollars, man. We can't have you fighting. You know, Danny Jacobs fights good, but after that, like they need kind of like a whopper, you know what I'm saying? And then like it's kind of the same with Triple G. And if you're Triple G, do you want to fight Canelo like a year from now? Or you want to That's fight what I'm saying. sooner than later, you know? Listen, that – listen – from a fan's perspective, like I said, I just don't see like train thinks that Canelo and Triple G should fight because that's the cash out. You know, they're gonna make a lot of money on I, it. I so, kind of look at it, right? Yeah, so obviously that that makes sense. But the caveat is this what people don't realize is that you know Canelo fought in December, correct? Yeah. And that we gets the rocky fielding, right? <laughs> we have not seen Triple G since that loss. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all he's doing is just getting those miles on that Honda, man, on that 96 Honda are just accumulating. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, agree. so at so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, while the fans want to watch it, you and I are sitting here saying, you know what? His window of opportunity was probably those really those last two fights, and to be honest, like I think even his trainer has some trepidation about. I mean, I know a trainer don't, but if you you know you think about how confident he sound from the first to the second. Yeah. To them, possibly he. I don't even think he's so sold on that outcome being any different. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind. We, I mean, number one, man, we need to see how Triple G looks now, like after this time off. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And and look, I think. Look, I think the way Canelo in a third fight, the way he would come out, like even bigger than in the you know in the second fight is if he knocks triple g out so it's like there is still that chance where a third fight for canelo though we kind of know what we you know made thing happen them taking the chance to knock him out would just put him even that much more over the top man that's i guess their mo and maybe that's why they're waiting another you know just to wait him out but i think to me if they fight in September, like I would favor Canelo to win that fight. And and look, and to your point, he's more active at this point. <laughs> you know, and, and and the thing about it is, like between you and I, you know, or not between you and I, because we're on a podcast, but we don't know who's going to win that fight. But as fans, I think there's fans, the Canelo, the Triple G fans, really want to see that fight. They want to see that fight. You know, you and I are like, okay, like, do we need to see Pet Cemetery ten? Like what? What else? So you're gonna bury a goldfish now, and a goldfish is gonna walk on land. Like what's going on? Like why do we need to see this movie again? So I don't think we need to see. As true boxing fans, I don't really feel like this is gonna answer those questions that other trilogies have answered. The only thing I feel that's gonna happen is it's gonna benefit in line Triple G's and Cano's pockets, which is fine, and it's gonna help the zone as a network. They'll get listen. They'll accomplish everything they want to from a revenue standpoint. But I think for – and, yeah, I'll tune in. But, honestly, I would rather him watch – I would rather watch Andrade fight um, Triple G than Canelo because it's just – I don't know. It's just too familiar. I think Juan Manuel Marquez and Pacquiao comes to my head too because yeah. there was just a lot of unanswered questions with all those yeah. fights. It was just so close. Yeah, and, and I think well, – I, I, I mean, I would want to see Triple G and Andre. I mean, because, I mean, to your point, I mean, the, it is a new fight. And even, I mean, to add caveats, I mean, the thing about a third fight with Canelo and Triple G, if it is for the full undisputed middleweight title, I mean, it does, that is a big caveat, which, I mean, we're going to talk about one after this, you know, a full undisputed, you know, middleweight title fight. But I always felt like that was. BMO with both parties. Andre has been the guy that, you know, he we we always hear about how great he is and how how underappreciated he is, but it's like, you know, when it comes down to show, you know, to show and prove, it's like there's still like questions, you know? And I think at this point, maybe this is his opportunity to say, listen, you want that Canelo fight, you kind of have to go through this guy who wants that fight too. So that fight does make sense. Um I, I guess there's it's just I mean you you make great points. There's the point of the zone. They need subscribers. 
Uh, you know, we had the discussion about, you know, the <laughs> ESPN Plus versus uh, the, the zone and which brings more value for the buck. And, you know, you got to start to consider that. I mean, as far as if you're the zone, man, like you want this fight. You know, you don't you don't want anything to happen to jeopardize that opportunity. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. We have to see if Triple G is, like, going to fight in June, man. Because, <laughs> I mean, they haven't really confirmed, like, if he's fighting in Don or maybe he is. I don't know. Like, they really have no, and, and the thing about it is, I know you're going to tell me that Charlo was on the other side of the street. But, like, what's he doing? Like, you know. You you just answered the question, man. I mean, listen. Look, this is this is what it is, man. And, and we're not going to, like, it's not drawing out the whole PBC thing. And, listen, these guys – with Al Heyman have their own thing going on, man. Like it be, and the way I know that is because Charlo is in a situation where he physically can go to Eddie Hearn and say, "Yo," or Al will really go with Al Heyman and say, "Listen, boom, 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 here we go." But from what we're hearing, he's fighting um, who was going to initially fight Triple G, but it's. Uh, Brandon Adams, the guy that beat uh, uh, Mosley Jr. in the contender. That's who he's fighting in June, apparently. Oh, my goodness. Is he undefeated? I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. See, but, man, they become – go ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll no, tell you I mean, but, No, but, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's just – I don't know. Like, with both of the brothers, man, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I don't know what they're with – this year's looking like. I mean, I think Jamel's having the rematch, but with Jamal, man, it's it's just crazy, man. Like, we, I understand the divide with the networks and the promoters. And look, Terrence Crawford has a fight with Amir Khan on pay per view next Saturday. And to be honest, we've all talked about it in the chat. Like, we don't know what he's going to do after that. So, Charlo's just, he's in a tough spot, man. Like, him and Andre should be fighting. Um, him. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that it's it's amazing how in this day and age a fight like that, that granted, isn't a pay-per-view fight, isn't like a primetime NBC, you know, uh, a Fox fight. You know, back in the day, that would have been an HBO Showtime World Championship boxing fight. Like, I just don't under I mean, I understand, but it's just ridiculous that those two guys, considering They've both ran into each other on several occasions, have not fought. Like, it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts to me, you know? But who do we blame, you know? Like, who's Charlo going to fight this year, you know? If Andrade ends up fighting Triple G, like, who who made better in that deal, you know? So, I feel bad for Joe. I mean, hard to say I feel bad, but, I mean, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> You see where where all your, the world titles are at, man. I mean, we we know how the interim titles work. I mean, who's the WBC champion? Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just this whole thing is just weird to me, man. Because I'm just wondering, at the end of the day, like, you know, again, <clears throat> all the you know, it's like this. You know, you're looking for you looking for a lady, and all the ladies are you know over here. And they're not at the spot where you want them to be. So what do you do at that point in time? Do you just stay at the same spot or do you go to a spot where it's, it's on and popping? I just I just don't know exactly how this whole thing works. I mean by these by these guys, because what's gonna happen is it's gonna be the same thing. We're gonna watch this fight what in two thousand twenty five? I don't wanna see that fight in two thousand twenty five. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean it's not, I by mean, that I time by that by that time your son gonna be a contender. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, me and me and Train talk about it all the time, man. I mean, it, I, I think it's just – I mean, it sounds like we're beating a dead horse, man, but it's just the unfortunate side of the sport, man, that I uh, I have to explain. And, I, you know, I mean, granted, you know, RD, I know you don't, you don't really, you know, speak much on the business side, but, I mean, that unfortunately, man, is the big anchor as it relates to why these fights aren't being made, man. And it, it, and it's just it's it's unfortunate for the fighters in the sense of you know if you want to be a world champion and and, and you know you're not a pay per view fighter, and in the case of Jamal Charlie, you don't technically have a promoter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, at what point do you just get up and say, "Listen, man," like? I'm hitting 30 years old, man, and I haven't had, like, a high-level fight yet. So I don't know, man. I I, I I don't think there's going to be a collab type of situation unless it makes a lot of sense money-wise, man. So we'll have to see, man. But uh, as far as middleweights are concerned, we're going to go talk about a couple of uh, females who are fighting – for, and this is a rare occasion, man. Like an undisputed middleweight title fight. Clarissa Shields, Christina Hammer. This fight was supposed to happen some time ago. Christina Hammer had um, – I forgot exactly what happened. It's like she had a medical condition that she had to attend to. She had to bow out. Um, but, yeah, they, it's taking place this Saturday. This kind of went on the radar. But uh, let me get your take on it, man. I I, I, <laughs> I, I well, I'll let you speak first, and then I'll give you my take, like, based on the conversation that you and I had earlier. But, like, just give me your take um, on, that, on the fight and who, who, you, who you got winning. No, I just believe that, um, you know, when you think about uh, Christine Hammer, you know, great fighter, um, there's links that – there's chinks, rather, we saw in their armor, uh, both of them, you know, uh, shields get knocked down. Last fight yeah. or two fights ago, and yeah. you know Christina Hammer, man, she was actually knocked out before. I mean, people don't realize that, and they reverse a decision. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I can't help but to get my eyes off of what I saw for both of those situations. With that being said, you know Hammer has a higher knockout percentage and has fought probably more people. You know, albeit, you know, these people were probably not so great. And and Shields brings up, you know, that young lion, hunger, and all that stuff. She's backed by a lot of great fighters. You see her getting advice from the great Andre Ward and, you know, other people. So for me, man, I used to think that Shields, that Hammer was going to beat Shields. Um, because of her length and her jab, and I thought Shields was limited. But now as I'm starting to really start, you know, really start unpacking this whole thing and peeling layers, I'm starting to really believe that Shields is going to win. And I, what, the way I see it is, I just believe that Shields is going to force her will onto her. I just don't see Hammer putting up any resistance to what Shields is going to do. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a knockout, but it's going to be a pretty dominating performance by her. Yeah, it's, it, you know, so 
I I went back and I looked at that knockout you were talking about. Um, it's, it's for, for those of you haven't seen, um, I forgot who she fought, but basically she was she was in the midst of a clinch. Now, when you're in the clinch and you have that mm -hmm. hand, it's a free hand, you know. And until the ref gets in there, it, as long as you're not getting hit in the back of the head and you're getting hit on the side or even on the on the you know, on the temple, those are legal shots. Now, she was getting hit, and she got hit flush, like, kind. I don't want to say in the jaw, but kind of like in the, close to the temple, and she dropped. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a knockout. That's a knockout. <laughs> but, you know, they, they said it was, uh, I, I think they called it, it was like, she got hit in the back of the head, and they disqualified it, but that was a knockout. Now, some people said that was at 154 pounds and she's stronger at 160. We've heard this time and time again. Um, I, yeah, you know, I think I think there are points where, where Christina Hamilton make things difficult for Carissa. Because the one thing I noticed with her sometimes is she gets a little wild and she, she, <laughs> kind of, she gets aggressive. Um, but... Like she did that time. Remember, remember I, I, I never forget. I remember, remember, remember when she was walking in the ring and she was, and, and she was, <laughs> you was like, yo, what is this, man? <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, wow. I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yo, you were so, you were so flabbergasted. You're like, yo, what is this? Oh, man. You remember that, though? You, you were bugging out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what no, is this man, crap? That, that was that was funny, man. But I, you know, you know, I all right. Like, I initially picked Christina Hammer to win this fight. Like you said, went back to both of their fights, and yeah, like kind of like you. Like, there's things I picked up with both of them where I'm like, okay, she could take Christina Hammer could take advantage of that, and then vice versa. The the thing that sticks out to me is Christina Hammer's. Uh, I don't recall if she. How inactive she is, um, because I don't know if it, this is her first fight back from her, you know, her being, you know, with, with the with the ailment that she had, which I, I forgot exactly what happened to her, but um, that could play a part. Now, here's another thing, man, um, and I don't know if this is gonna. I, I don't know if she's, you know, corrected things in her camp or strength and conditioning. Or Christian or what have you, but uh, you know, Clarissa Shields was fighting a super middleweight, and she went down in weight in her first fight and fought for those world titles, but she did struggle to make the weight. Apparently, now I don't know if that she she's making the weight a little better. Um, actually, wait, she Christina Hammer did fight in February. It was she hadn't fought since June. So okay, well then. We got to take the inactivity out of the way. So, um, yeah, I think I think your girl Hammer has been um, more inactive than uh, Christina Shields. The Clarissa Shields. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, she at least well in in, in the last in the last couple of months or the last like eight or nine months because she hadn't fought since last June. And then she fought again this February, and she's fighting in April. You know, so I get, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty quick to fight from February to April. But any case, man, my my pick with this fight, man, you know what? Like, I kind of, I I don't, I rarely do this, but 
But I kind of agree with you, R.O.D. And the reason I'm saying this is because I just feel like Clarissa Shields might – she might outwork Christina Hammer. But I think Christina Hammer is going to land some clean stuff on Clarissa Shields where it's going to um, kind of – you know, get the aggression going. And the, the trick, I mean, I'm not the trick, but I think the key for Christina, Christina Hammer is how consistent can she be fighting on the back foot, which is what I think she's going to be doing most of the night. So, yeah, and you know what? And the thing about it is, is, you know, how consistent can um, Christina Hammer be at throwing a jab properly? Right, right, because right. if she throws a jab, the way that you and I think that she can throw it, I think that what's going to happen is that fight is going to be a little bit different. But if it gets to the point where, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, Shields is just implying her will and forcing her will, that fight ain't going to go so good for your girl, man. Um, it's a shame, man, because <laughs> isn't this like the biggest, what's, what fight is bigger? Was it the Ali and, uh, with the two daughters for Ali and Frazier huh. or or this fight? I mean, the thing with this fight, it's actually it's it's for actual, you know, sanctioned world titles, all of them. <laughs> you know, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, there is I don't remember the last time this happened, even in women's boxing, where all the belts are unified. So, I mean, for for Clarissa Shields, man, I mean, I you know, her big thing. Have you seen some of her interviews? I mean, she was, I mean, she's been saying, you know, saying like, you know, she were a guy, she'd be more famous, what have you. But I mean, look, if she's able to beat Christina Hammer and be undisputed middleweight champion, I mean, that's, that's pretty big. I mean, I mean, that, especially she's only had like, what, 13 fights, something like that? 13, 14 fights? Uh -huh. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's on Showtime this Saturday uh, around like 9, yeah, like 9 p.m. But, um, the other, there's another fight, and we'll get to the main event in a minute. But um, that night, the uh, on Fox Sports, uh, Peter Quillen and Caleb Trout fight. Oh boy! <laughs> you know what's so funny, man? Stop there. You know it's just so funny because my last impression of, of Peter Quillen, man, he talked all that trash outside the ring to Mayweather, all that stuff, like his last fight. And I was just sitting here like, where was that energy when you fought Danny Jacobs? He, like, walked through you. Oh, because he beat Jaleon Love, right? Yeah, and I'm like, yo, like, you beat Jaleon Love. And I'm not saying Jaleon Love is bad, but, like, he was, like, you know, he was all confident. He took two years off. He's talking trash to Mayweather, you know, in the stands and all this other stuff. And, you know, I'm just sitting here like, yo, like, this is not you. Like, when Danny Jacobs was here and you got rocked in, like, 40 seconds, like, you was like stumbling all over the place and you wasn't saying it too much. You know, now all of a sudden, man, you 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 can't talk a lot. You know, you trying to tell people oh, all this stuff, man. So I'm just saying, man, like I don't know. I I, I hope, man, whatever roadblocks he had prior to that loss to Denny Jacobs, like he goes back to that because I didn't like him in that J. Leon Love fight and I definitely didn't like him in that um Jacobs fight. Like, it, those two yeah. fights to me were just like, who is this guy? Now, granted, Truex is definitely, like, rugged. You know what he reminds me of? Salito. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's kind of a good comparison. He reminds me of him, like, just rugged. Like, this type of guy that just brings his 
his hard hat and his and his lunch pill to every event. And um, you know, he's just not gonna be a, a willingful dance partner. He he's coming to win. I just, you know, I just feel like a lot of times again, I I saw when Peter Quillen, despite his, you know, great record as an Olympian or as an amateur, I saw what happens when you pressure him. Mm-hmm. Man, Danny Jacobs walked through him in 40 seconds or something like that. Yeah, it was like a minute, something like that, yeah. minute. He walked through him. Remember that. I would not be surprised if Truex could somehow turn back that clock and just be that rugged lunch guy that he would walk through Peter Coyle. It's highly unlikely, but my point is, I put those two points of reference up from that fight with Jay Leon Love to, or that Jacobs fight to the Jay Leon Love fight to say, number one, which Peter Quillen are we going to get? And number two, if Truex decides that he doesn't want to be compliant and be like a willingful dance partner, that fight could turn out to be the, on, on the other end for uh, Peter Quillen. What do you think? No, I agree, man. I mean, look, this is the quintessential crossroads fight for both guys, really, man. I mean, I was even, like, trying to look up – like, you mentioning Jaleon Love, man. I completely forgot he fought him, you know. Uh, and this is a guy at one point, man, who we were thinking, like, you know, like, he was supposed to fight Triple G. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing? Like, he literally yep. walked away from that fight. I mean, whatever. I mean, so, um, look, man, this is, this is a crossroads fight for both guys. I agree, though, man. I think this is a fight where it, it, Trout just – or true acts. I mean, yeah. If he just applies pressure and just throws, man. And mind you, this fight's at super middleweight too. Um, so the, you know, I, I yeah, well, yeah. The I, that the Jillian Love fight was at super middleweight too. But yeah, th- that's a tough one, man. I mean, I, that that can go either way for me. I don't even. I don't. I don't have a winner in that fight. I, I'd have to really. That's really a roll of the dice for me, man. Because I, you know, to your point, I mean, I, I, two things can happen, but. Um, man, I don't know that that that's a fifty fifty for me, man. See, the one thing the one thing my dad always told me, he said, you know, it was like the anatomy of a knockout. We all watched it. He just always said, you know, if you've been knocked out really bad before, chances are it's going to happen again. Happen again, yeah. I mean, unless you really change your style up, you know, I'm not talking about knocked down. I'm talking about knocked out. Knocked out, yeah. Like yeah. unless you change your style up, man, it just, you know, it's just a habit. You know, yeah. and like I used to watch at Mike Tyson, we would sit there and like he never changed any of his style up. He stopped moving his hair, he became a, a walking target, you know? Yeah. And he never changed it up. Roy Jones, you know, you know, his athleticism, like his power starting to like dissipate, he wound up becoming a walking target, which is why people like Floyd and Ward are able to like defy these odds because they continually give you different looks where you think that you're looking at the same thing, you're really not, man. You know, you think a team's playing man and they're really playing zone. Now you think they're in zone now, they back to man. Like, they do stuff like that. Yeah. And, I'm a, and I just feel like Peter Quillen is just, like, he's just, all, he's just always that one gear. And that one gear may work, but you saw what happened with Danny Jacobs, man. Like, And I'm not saying Danny Jacobs is bad. But apparently, man, everybody thought that Peter Quinn was going to beat Danny Jacobs. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, everybody did. 
And I'm not, and no disrespect to Danny Jacobs, but he forced his will on Peter Quillen. Mm-hmm. He walked through Peter Quillen. And Peter Quillen had no answers. Imagine if, like, honestly, didn't Gabe Rosado for it, um, Peter Quillen, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, remember, that was, uh, that was a disputed decision, too. Exactly. And what the reason why I say that is, shout out to Gabe Rosado from Philly. He's a strong-willed guy. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have been in that fight. That even gave how he fought his his recent fight. Exactly, Peter Quillen couldn't been in that fight that Gabe Rosado was just in. You yeah. and I both know that. Right, right. That's so, so I'm so I'm telling you, man. Once you start testing him, man, he start. I don't know, man. He just he's not reliable. Yeah, man. I think and I think a loss for him at this point is that that's, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, because at super middleweight, man, at the division, I mean, we got Benavides in there, <laughs> who is going to be a tough dude to beat. Uh, you know, obviously Darrell and, and um, Callum Smith. You know, it's you know the division has has some <laughs> has some talent, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know that that's um, you know that's. See the 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 Showtime card starts at nine. That starts at ten, so they're gonna intersect. But I don't think that the main events are gonna intersect, which is fine, you know. But th- that's gonna be uh, the 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 Clarissa Shields Christina Hammer fights on Showtime nine o'clock. The Peter Quillen, um, Caleb Trout fight. Uh, the card starts at ten, but the main event I obviously may not start for that. So is Peter uh, Quillen on that card? Oh no no he's on he's on the Fox Sports One card with that's him in the fight with Trout's on that card. I mean it's on Fox Sports One, but the Clarissa Shields Christina Hammer fight on Showtime, but it it starts like an hour before that card starts. So, so let me ask you let me ask you a question. If uh, are you gonna just out of curiosity are you gonna start you know doing that crazy ring walk? You nah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yo, it's a shame, Roberto. You got some stuff with you, man. You was really bugging out at that joint. You was like, "What? What's going no, on, man?" No, but it, it, remember, remember Tank's joint, the the the, the thriller <laughs> joint. <laughs> Tank looked like he didn't want to do that joint, didn't he? Said he did, man. But we were all like, "Damn, okay." <laughs> but anyway, so on to the main event, man. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko, uh, Anthony Krola which is taking place on Friday, tomorrow, as we're recording this show today. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of it's funny that it's taking place on Friday. And, you know, ESPN Friday Night Fights was our joint, and it's an ESPN product. So it's kind of weird, but it's taking place for those who think it's going to be on the regular ESPN channel. I don't want to say unfortunately for those who have the app, but it's going to be on the ESPN Plus app. and. Uh, yeah, so that it's taking place at the Staples Center, and you know, shout out to uh, you know everybody involved in the fight, man. Because again, you know, we're all hip hop heads here, and and you know, we we obviously you know got the unfortunate news of Nipsey Hussle, but it was it was really dope on their end of the, everybody involved in the fight that they took the way in and moved it somewhere else, um, and didn't have any issues at all. You know, with you know the funeral that was you know at the Staples Center for Nipsey Hussle today. So you know, obviously you know, rest in peace. 
But, you know, that that was a, a dope thing on their end to do. But they had the weigh-ins today. They both weighed in at 134. Uh, look, man, uh, I'll pass it to you. You know, uh, th- this is this is a fight that I, we weren't supposed to get. We were initially going to get the Richard Kami fight, which is a much more interesting fight because of you know Richard Kami being this tall, lightweight with reach and size and everything. But uh, we've seen Anthony Crow in the past. This is even to, even when you see Lomachenko's interviews uh, leading up to this fight, he doesn't look very interested, which sometimes plays against the fighter, even somebody at the level of Vasily Lomachenko, man. But, I mean, this is, I mean, but most of us think this is kind of a foregone conclusion. But, I mean, I guess give me your take on the fight if, you know, uh, you know whatever you think of this fight, R.O.D. Yo, yo. Think you I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on. All right, so, so here's the thing. I have two things to say. Three things. 100 to 1. What does that stand for? Are you talking about the odds? <laughs> there, those are the odds. All right. Now, you're talking about somebody. My wife came in. Well, she's like, oh, wow. Like, these guys are small, right? Lomachenko was actually my wife's height. She, he's 5'7". But we're watching a weigh-in, and they're talking to this guy, and they're making it seem like it's, you know, a rocky story. And I'm just like, my wife's like, oh, this guy's bigger than him. I'm like, yeah. Let me tell you about this, this guy, though. This guy that's your height, sweetheart. He fought 400 amateur fights. He has two gold medals, and he lost once. And she said, Really? I say, yeah, imagine playing 39, 300, imagine playing 400 AU games and you only lose one game. She said, oh, because she looked at his record and looked at it, the fact he only had like 12 or 13 wins, 12 or 13 fights. I'm telling you, man, the only thing that he has going against him is he has shoulder surgery. Right. That's the only thing he has going against him. Which he fought Here's after, it. though. He, he's he fought, fought after. Right. And he and listen, man, he's still doing the right things. He's calling out Tank. He's calling out those other people. Listen, man, I was the one that told you guys in the past, and I'm saying I told you so, when he fought Warriors, when he fought all these other guys, Gary Russell, that he was going to, that he was a loaded draw for. Remember I told you guys that? Loaded, loaded gun. <laughs> loaded gun. I said, this guy comes to comes to these, like, a Uno match, he has his own deck in his pocket. You guys think that he can't play. He has a bunch of draw fours. I'm telling you right now, I don't see anybody remotely giving him any trouble. And, granted, for the Lomo fans, please don't put him pound for pound after he beats this guy, because he's doing what he's supposed to do. This guy... This is... is, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, those are my caveats. 100 to 1... Don't put him pound for pound number one if when he walks through this guy. That's it. There's nothing to really talk about. Like, he is – this guy is really good, man. The best thing you could do with somebody like him, because it's not like he hits – it's not like he has, you know, decapitating power like Tank. This guy is very cerebral. He throws a lot of punches from weird angles, and he's fundamentally good. The best thing you can do with a cat like him is wait till we get old. Yeah. Or tell him to move up. 
Yeah, and and, and yeah, and, and the thing I like about him is like he keeps it a he keeps it a bean about it. Like they ask him, like, yo, like you know, why don't you go to one forty? And he says he's like, for what, man? Like so, to fight bigger guys that I'm already fighting. And again, we understand dudes going up and weight and everything. Everybody wants to dare to be great, man. But I I, I appreciate when a fighter just keeps it a hundred. This is like, nah, man. I, all right. Remember the article where they were talking about why don't you fight Terrence Crawford? And he's like, why? Like that that he's like, that's a suicide fight. You know, but, mm -hmm. but it's like it, it's it's kind of ill to see, like, you know, again, every fighter thinks they can beat everybody, but you know, it's kind of ill to see a fighter know his limitations, you know, as far as like what he physically can do. Because look, Vasily Lomachenko can't go to welterweight and beat Terrence Crawford on his best day. It's just not going to happen. Um, I think 135 is like where he's probably maxed out at. Because even at 140, those guys are closet welterweights too. So I think 135, 130 is his pocket, man. And um, then you start to – and then let me ask you this, man. Like should Mikey – do you think Mikey can even make 135 now? And would you even advise him to fight – Lomachenko, even if he can make 135, like you think he can even yeah. make it healthy at this point? Mikey, need, Mikey, man, the best thing for Mikey to do, I know it's going to seem crazy, Mikey shouldn't fight until third quarter. I agree. Prefer, I don't think preferably fourth quarter, yeah, man. That, let me tell you something. I agree with that. His, he might not have, like, honestly, going back to the fight retrospectively, and I don't want to get on a, a wild goose chase, he blocked and parried a lot of those punches, but he took a beating. And to be honest, it's funny, man. It makes me think of, like, I could see him. I know it's going to sound crazy when I'm about to say this. Based off of that punishment he took, if he fought Lomachenko this year, I could see Lomachenko beating him like Pacquiao beat Oscar De La Hoya, just overwhelming him because he can't get out of power save mode. Does that make sense? No. Like, it I, seemed like I, I, he'd be I, stuck I, in neutral, man. He'd be yeah. stuck in neutral. And he might be reluctant to throw punches after he get hit with, like... Yeah. Lomachenko, if he throws one punch, Lomachenko's going to return fire with, like, four. And, and I just... I think him going up to welterweight, man. I mean, remember what happened with Roy? When he went up to heavyweight? And he was yeah, and he came down. To heavyweight? Something, something happened, man, I'm telling you. Roy gained the heavyweight championship against John Ruiz, but I'm telling you, we lost Roy, – Roy lost a piece of himself that night too. I don't know what it is, but he should have retired that night. But there's something about what you and I said. When you start moving up and down, you start gaining all this goofy weight. Yep. It, it starts messing with you. So that's why I laugh at Mayweather because he'll gain the weight, but then on fight night he loses five pounds. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. You know, fight at a weight – You everybody should fight at a weight that's comfortable for them. Yeah. Yeah, and and, look, and 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 that's that's the thing with Mikey, man. Is I I, I just think he took a big gamble. And, and look, I I think it's it's pretty obvious. I I never once none of us did. I never once thought like he didn't want to fight Lomachenko and vice versa. Like these guys are world class dudes, and world class fighters, and both of those guys would fight anybody. My thing is, I think Mikey took the gamble and got the bigger payday, but the trade-off 
is like now like you missed out on a fight against a guy that like you know some would argue at but it before the spence fight he had much bigger chance to be lomachenko than he ever did with spence i mean just if you just even if you just count size and don't count boxing ability but even that being said now he's putting himself in risk trying to drop in weight against a guy who has absolutely no problem like what you were saying with floyd like floyd never had a problem making 147 because he walks around at 147 like walks around at 145 146 so well in that realm where it's not like he's killing himself to make weight and lomachenko is that at 135 i mean he could really still fight at 130 pounds no problems so it's a missed i think i mean as far as mikey's concerned if you were to ask me i think that fight's over and done with i don't think we're ever going to see lomachenko and mikey garcia i just think because mikey is only going to be able to make 140 and I don't think Mikey's gonna give any edge to Lomachenko at all. You know why would he? So it, it's. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but he had this meeting with the WBC where he's about to. If you ask me, I feel he's gonna relinquish the title and he's probably gonna go fight at 140 because that's just where he's probably best fit. If you can't fight at 140, if you can't fight at 135, he is not a welterweight, and Mikey should not go back up to welterweight. But for Lomachenko, man, um, this is what worries me, man. And I want to get your opinion quick before we we wrap up. He has this Anthony Crowla fight, and then he has, I, you know, they're trying to plan this Richard Kami fight, which will be a unification fight. But where does he go from there? Because now you start to look around, and it's starting to become, it's starting to look like the problem that Crawford right now is having after this Amir Khan fight, like who are you going to fight? And it, it's kind of a sticky situation, man. Cause when we talked about, you know, this guy's here, this guy's there. He's talked about Javante Davis to the point where he's kind of like saying, you know, he can't fight me cause he doesn't think he could beat me. And we kind of know the deal with, you know, what's going on over there. But if you're Loma, if, if you're Lomachenko or if you're his people, man, like, after this Richard Kami fight, man, like, all right, let me ask you this, R.O.D. Like, what's a fight that you would want to see Lomachenko win after, like, let's just say he wins, you know, he obviously wins tomorrow night. He beats Richard Kami later on. Is the Javante Davis the, the target fight? Like, do, do they try to do that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, you know, that is a very, <clears throat> that is a very, Great fight that should be made because when you think about it, you know, there's some history there. You know, those guys are talking. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, man. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm trying to look at, as we're talking, I'm trying to look at where he could possibly go. So let me tell you this real fast. Where he could possibly go. So he can go, hang on. So, you know, Lee Shelby, Richard Kami, Robert Easter, Javier Fortina. I mean, you know, you can go even go down Ricky Burns, Devin Henley. <laughs> Devin Haney, like, 
David Henney, yeah. Gamboa. Well, you know who Gamboa is fighting, right? Or they're they're rumored. I heard. Oh, hey. <laughs> so what do you do? I mean, it's. I think with I think with him, he wants to unify the division, which is cool. You know, um, we have to see what Mikey does, but. From what I gather, he wants to unify the division, but he says he might make a trip back to one to one thirty. And look, the, at that point, the only unless Javon, you know, Tank loses in some fashion or you know loses a fight or whatever, I think that's the only realistic fight that can be made. But you know, we, me and Train and, and yourself have talked about this. Um, you know, as far as it concerns, like the the, the lightweights. And below, as it relates to big fights, you know, very seldom have we seen a big fight below that weight. So, I don't know, man. It's gonna take a lot of work. Now, here's the thing, man. I don't know what Lomachenko's contract is looking like with Top Rank, how if they extended it or what have you. But after this Richard Kami fight, man, I'm wondering if he still has an, and like kind of an out, you know, because it's just I just feel it's going to be very difficult for them to land their, their Javante Davis fight. Also, not on his end either, but you got to think about Floyd, too, and Al Heyman and these guys like Tank hasn't really fought anybody, man. Like outside of Jose Pedraza and that's the fight that they, they, they pinned next to Lomachenko. But to your point earlier, look at who Lomachenko's already fought already, man. You know, you man, already listen, this guy, this guy, man. He's Listen. already fought six world champions, former and current world champions, with twelve fights in. Like, Listen, man, this guy. There's a reason why, okay. Um, Salito did not want to fight this Thank guy you. again after Thank he you. was after he was he was robbed. He knew that basically, yo, I I hit with you know I left. It's almost like we used to play NBA Live, and you and you left with a buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, did yeah, not. You yeah. didn't. You did not want to run it back. No, I beat you. Nope, <laughs> I beat you, man. Same with so the fight. He, night, yep. <laughs> same with the fight night. Yep. This guy has thirteen total pro fights, twelve wins, nine by KO, one loss. And the crazy part about it is, what people understand is, this guy has two gold medals. And I just want to say this again: he fought three hundred or four hundred, four hundred times or three hundred times, and has one loss. Turns his amateur and his professional career, you know, just so people get a note, they think that we're we're biased. He's beaten so far. Let me tell you who he's beaten. His second fight was Salito. Third fight was Gary Russell. Everybody thought he was gonna lose that fight. He walked through him. Yeah. He goes up, he fights Nicholas Waters in his seventh fight, beats him, stops him. Jason Sosa. Yeah, makes him Rigandow. Yeah, Rigandow, Linares. And now he's fighting. I mean, come on, man. This guy has 12 fights. He fought who's who's. Everybody, including me, thought until shout out to Ashim, Tazim, you know, my brother. He told us that Rigondeaux was 100. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going, I thought Rigondeaux was going, he thought he was going, man. Remember, remember, Aziz said, listen, man, Rigondeaux, he kept saying to us that Rigondeaux older than what we think. Oh my God, man! But anyway, nah, he's for some very good competition, man, and I'm not going to take that away from him. Homie can fight, and the best thing everybody can do at I think he's 30 is is basically, man, just just wait him out. 
He's 31. Wait him out, man. That's Wait what I think he's going to do, man. I mean, Tank, I think, is going <clears> to, <throat> like we said, he's going to fight. I don't know if he's going to be under Mars, but look, Leo Santa Cruz will come up. I think they might even do a Gary Russell fight, him moving up. The thing is, is like he should be fighting the other champions, but to our initial point, they're over at the zone. So, <laughs> you know, the him and Tevin Farmer, a fight I think Tank would win, you know, like, but I just, they, everybody's got their plans. Inevitably, some of these promoters, networks, what have you, are going to need to co promote. Again, Crawford Spence, they're going to need to co promote that. Wilder, Fury, and Joshua co promotions. It's going to take a lot of work, man. But, I mean, the thing is, us as fans and, and those that cover the sport, man, like, we have to demand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as we keep demanding these fights, they're going to have to make them. You know, it's they have no choice. But um, I think that's pretty much it, man. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to do a prediction for this because this, is, I feel, is a foregone conclusion as far as Lomachenko is concerned. The uh, prediction is 100 to 1, man. Let's <laughs> – Let's 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 save our energy for next week because next week is going to be. I think next week is going to be. I, I don't want to get into it, but let's save our energy for next week. All right, we're, well, you know, next Saturday, obviously, you know the the ESPN pay per view with Amir Khan or Terrence Crawford and Amir Khan, and then you know we're creeping up to May fourth. Uh, you know, Canelo and Danny Jacobs, and funny enough, man, that that weekend. <laughs> Uh, shout out to my aunt. She's turning into big 5-0. I'm DJing the party. And the after party is going to be <laughs> the Canelo and Danny Jacobs fight. So, you know, that's going to be a spectacular whole affair. But, yeah, man, we got lots of boxing. Danny and uh, Danny Garcia and Adrian Granados is coming up. Actually, next Saturday, too, at the same time. So that's going to be kind of funny. Uh, the same night as the Khan and, uh, and uh, Terrence Crawford fight. And there's a uh, – a video of both Danny and, and Granada was kind of going at it. I think Danny has to show something in this fight, man. And, you know, we'll see. But it's pretty much it. Do you want to – oh, we already about out real quick. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, we uh, got a lot in store. And, you know, June is going to be coming around. Anthony Joshua makes his U.S. debut against Big Baby Miller in BK. And, you know, we'll find out about Triple G if this fight with Hassan and Dom is going to happen. That's pretty much it, man. Follow us at GYG Boxing on Twitter, at Guard Boxing on Instagram, Facebook.com slash GYG Boxing. And that's pretty much it, man. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, we got winning these fights this weekend. Until next time, we out. <laughs>